welcome back to another episode of the Manufactured Crisis Podcast with me, Jay, and my weekly, I guess, guest host or co-host, whatever you want to call him, Frank. How you doing today, Frank? I'm doing great. Good, good. So we are back with another episode. We took another little hiatus. That's kind of just, it just happened, but uh, it wasn't planned, it just happened. Uh, we're going to fix it. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get more consistent. We're getting a task force. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we are. We're gonna get some uh, maybe some producers in this thing and make it legit. Ooh. Maybe maybe down the road. I don't Ooh, know. Right. But uh, uh, yeah, so we took a little break. I mean, honestly, non-union, <laughs> non-union, of course. Uh, <laughs> uh, we took a little break. So it was kind of like the the calm before the storm, anyway. Because I mean, this past weekend was it's kind of kind of a big one. Um, kind of a big uh kind of a big week. Um, we did miss one game right threat going. Game of Thrones episode the previous week that we can kind of talk about because I did enjoy that episode quite a bit. But, of course, this past week, like I said, uh, it's pretty big. You know, you had this little little indie movie come out. Uh, I don't know if you heard about it, yeah, Frank. Uh, it's called Marvel's The the Avengers The Endgame, I, I believe. Something along that lines. Um, small little movie. Avengers The Endgame? Avengers The Endgame. Um, yeah. uh, a small little black and white picture uh, coming out of the <laughs> Disney line of movies. The trailer was black and white. <laughs> it was, yeah. Some of the parts were. But yeah, so we had the, you had the Endgame drop this weekend. We also had a pretty big, literally big episode, giant longest episode of game of thrones so far uh and we're gonna talk about both of those things because of course we are um and we're gonna whatever where do you, you want to start frank where do you want to start what do you want to talk about frank? um we can start with avengers let's talk about like. the end game let's, let's let's talk about the end game i am i'm excited to talk about it um we haven't talked about it yet uh we i don't know we both seen it obviously mm-hmm. uh i've seen it twice mm-hmm. frank you've seen it the one time uh we have not i've seen about it once it. i saw it i saw it on a uh, just a small anecdote. I went to, so I, you know, I work, uh, I, was, I actually worked this weekend and I was working at two mm-hmm. and really the only time I could take three hours to go to the movies this weekend mm-hmm. was Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. And was, so that would be the 1030 show, right. which I didn't even know they had 1030 AM shows. The movie was sold out when I got there at 10. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. And I was just like, What? Oh, it's yeah. like the church showing of the Avengers, dude. Right, the ten thirty Sunday morning. They had three a.m. showings that a, were sold out. Three a.m. I had no idea showings that were sold a out. A guy, so and I'm standing there, and there's like these two kind of like bratty. There's no other way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Bratty looking like teenagers who are like off to the side because they're not going to be able to see the movie. Mm-hmm. And this guy walks out from the theater and just says, "Hey, you trying to see the Avengers at ten thirty? I'm like, yeah. And he just gives me his ticket and walks out. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. So I saw it for free. That's awesome, dude. I didn't have to pay shit to see that movie. Was it? Which was I'm kind it, of proud of. Was it Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> just randomly in Buffalo giving out tickets? No, it was not Robert. <laughs> unless Robert Downey Jr. became black and like 300 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> that's funny. That's, no. That's cool. Um. But thank. You know what? This episode's dedicated, at least on my part, to that guy. <laughs> that guy. I don't awesome. know your name Dude. or really anything about you, but you did that. That guy's the real superhero. Hell yeah, that's awesome. That's not really all cool. heroes wear capes. Not all real heroes wear capes. That is that is a fact. Some of them give away <laughs> Avengers in game tickets at ten thirty in the morning on a Sunday. That's just yeah. that's just the truth. But let's talk. Let's get into this movie. Um, I was very excited about this movie. Obviously, uh, twenty two movies into the MCU. 
This is the granddaddy of them all. It all led to this. It all led to the end game. Mm-hmm. I love this movie, Frank. What did you think about it? I thought it was very good. I don't know if I'd say it's the best Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's I've, – I've heard a lot of other pe- – some people will say it is. Some people um, are saying it's, that. It's top tier. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's, a, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I, I honestly – I still think Civil War might be the best film personally yeah, really I'm just gonna throw that up yeah that's... i actually think i still i because yeah. when i saw civil war i walked out of civil war like that's a smart fucking movie mm-hmm. like this was i mean this was this checked off a lot of it, it checked a lot of markers right as to how you would want to reach a very it's not the end of the mcu good god it's not <laughs> but it is the end of the first volume, if you will. Yeah, end of the <laughs> right? saga. They're calling it the Infinity Saga. End of the saga. But yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. So, and and it does a very good job of that. I agree. And I and I give them an ovation for that. Um, I don't. You know, I uh, what what's your opinion? I, I I love this movie. Um, I don't know if I'm ready to call it um, my favorite MCU. I, I think down the road I will be calling this my favorite MCU, but right now it's because, mm-hmm. like, honestly, I I would say that coming out of this movie, I knew I liked the movie, but the movie, it's a lot. It's just, it's it's so much happens in this movie, mm-hmm. and like I just like my mind was kind of like I kind of just walked out, and I just like my mind was kind of like blank because it just it just got so much thrown at it i think my brain just like kind of shut down momentarily and just kind of like had to process it all and like and like weirdly enough like the the thing that kind of came to mind right after seeing this movie because i kind of had a similar thing happen it was after batman versus superman because i walked out of that movie and was like man that was that was the movie was heavy that was a lot that was a lot to like process and i kind of had that same feeling but like the complete opposite about um, about Endgame because I knew I liked this movie a shit ton, whereas like I kind of knew that Batman vs Superman had its flaws. Let's say like that ultimately I did not enjoy that movie as much. That's as, the nicest way of putting it. <laughs> as much as I wanted to, because both of these movies are big movies that I had big expectations for. But like like the thing about the thing I learned from Batman vs Superman is to check my expectations and also to not watch as many trailers. Um, which definitely yeah, right. benefited this movie um, because I did check my expectations. I didn't know what to expect. That's the thing also about this movie, especially after Infinity War. Anyway, I didn't really know what this movie was going to be, and like I even like like every like fifteen minutes or so in this movie, I still didn't know what it was going to be. Ultimately, until the end of the movie, it was like all right, I still don't even know what really happened. It's just because it's just so much thrown at you. But ultimately, well, and it's. It's, I would say if there's one minus of Endgame, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, there isn't there isn't a thesis statement, right? There is no singular, like, there, do you know what I mean? I think I know what you mean, but I, I would I would counter. There's like I would counter and say that I think that I think I know what they're what they're what they're trying to say. Okay. Um, I think I think the mission statement. I think. Kind of setting up this world with one of the biggest things. Okay, and also if you're listening, 
Uh, just heads up, we're talking about spoilers. Um, we haven't said really anything yet, but oh well, hell we're, yeah, talking, we're talking. We're talking spoilers. spoilers. So, um, just I think Iron Man dies. <laughs> Iron Man dies. All right, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, spoilers. <laughs> but um, I think the mission that they were, were like, where I kind of got with this movie was gone was that after that 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 first fifteen minutes and like, you know, the whole thing with. They go find Thanos really immediately, like which is something I didn't expect. They all go, they go to Thanos's farmhouse, and like just basically he gets Chop, his head. He gets his head. His head. He, he chops off his head. <laughs> chops off his head. Yeah. And then you cut to black, and five years later, which was just like that was a moment that was unexpected. And like yeah. first thing you see is Cap in this in this group meeting, and I think setting this world five years later like these superheroes these beaten superheroes and like they're living in this world where they lost and this movie is essentially about them coming back together and like proving kind of like leaping off of like uh civil war where like superheroes were kind of trying they were they were trying to get put in check by the government i think this movie was about showing the importance of superheroes, the importance of what these characters do. And like the, like they, they're the reason, you know, that this world ultimately gets the back to where it needs to be because they all get back together and do whatever it takes to, to bring the world back to where it needs to be. And sacrifices are made. Tony Stark dies, you know, and ultimately you, you sometimes you also get to like do what you need to do when, when it comes to cap, he, he, he got the world back, but he also got to go back and live a life that he deserved. And like, I just thought, I think, I think you, you, you kind of get what I'm saying. Uh, I just think this was the ultimate like homage to like everything the MCU has done in the past and like what it will conti- keep doing after this movie. I think it was, it was just showing that like, just like the mission statement, the movie was saying like, this is why, this is why we make these movies because of these superheroes, because of what they mean to the world. They can mean to some people. And I think this movie was an ultimate love letter to any MCU fan, any Marvel comic fan that grew up with the comics, like, and any like future, like, like future, like MCU fan. It's like these, like, this is, this movie proved that the MCU are going, this, these movies are going to be a lot of uh, kids growing up today. This is going to be their star Wars. Like and like, I think. Oh yeah, correct. The box office is proving that. The folks at Star Wars are learning that. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. The box office is proving that because like it's shattering records. One point two billion dollars in a weekend. Yeah, no. Insane. (laughs) It's insane. But it shows the the dominance that these movies have. James Cameron better uh, enjoy while lasts. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um. Yeah. No. I I uh, I agree with you in that it did a great job of, uh, I guess, paying tribute to these characters and to you know and, and very much to to the actors who played them. Absolutely. Uh, I think uh, I, I think it does a great job at that. I I guess my only my only issue and is that I just uh, you're you're given just so much to digest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. And I would say to a degree that that is a fault. I, I, can, I uh, can see that. Yeah, I can see that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, In that, yeah, like, yeah. you're just getting over Iron Man's death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's just like, oh, remember, like, this, you know, really 
you know, I'll I'll have this dance with you, you know, where he's talking to Pe- Peggy Carter. Mm-hmm. And then you see that and you're like, oh, this is a fucking thing, too. You know? mm-hmm. And it's just like I I would have om- I would have liked to have enjoyed those moments in almost like two separate films. I get that. And yeah. and I, you know, I and I get what they had to do because. <laughs> I think Downey and Evans probably both said we're fucking done, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Because I know that Chris Evans wants to be a movie director, and I think Robert Downey Jr. wants to be more of a producer now, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, Robert Downey, I've been saying this for years. How long is he going to be Iron Man? Until he's like sixty-five? I mean, I don't know. I mean, he is. Um, he is up there. I, he could play. I think. I think. I think you're right. And you, but I think if if I think it was a combination of. Robert Downey Jr. wanting the out, but also if they would have been like, already, 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 would you you stay on and do a couple more movies? He would have been like, yeah, because he has a blast making these movies. I think that's all. Oh, he does, comes. and he also like it's not a you know it's not a small paycheck that he's getting paid for these movies. No, either. he's making a shit ton of money. <laughs> exactly. Um, I will say that you could like this is one of the movies where, or this is this was a time because for a while I'm like. Honestly, Robert Downey Jr. looks pretty good for a 50-year-old guy. Absolutely. And they did this on purpose. But when I was watching this, I'm like, he's starting to kind of look old. Mm. You know? Yeah. It's it's And it's because I think he lost a lot of weight. He looked really thin in this movie. Maybe well, I'm wrong. In the beginning, uh, I'm not sure how much it was him and how much it was like a digital effect. But like he is like emaciated because of like, yeah. the space travel that uh, – he just went through like he yeah. spent all that time on a spaceship and then gets brought back. So he's like they're playing with that. I don't know how much. I'm sure like Downey actually lost a lot of weight for that part of the movie, but also it was also a hands digital. Effect. It aged him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you didn't know he was 55 ish before, you knew it when you watched the movie. Right. But anyway, so I, I don't know what the sir. I know we know that Evans wanted out. Absolutely. No questions asked. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And you know, so they had to write his character off. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I don't know the exact, I don't know who decided to kill off Iron Man. I am kind of surprised if it was Marvel. I, because I, if you like, yeah, I he, was, I was surprised that they actually like. I was pegging Captain America obviously to die, get killed off. Didn't really get killed off, but is getting written out of the story. I mean, yeah, but, he's done. Uh, I didn't expect Tony Stark to be the one to sacrifice himself. I really didn't. I. Because I thought yeah. I thought there was gonna be an out for like, uh, I thought more honestly like the out for what Captain America got would be more what they would do for Tony, just to yeah. kind of leave that door open for Robert Downey Jr. to come back whenever he wanted. But to actually kill him off, I thought that was a ballsy thing, and I just think it it makes sense, especially because of the line he says is you know I am Iron Man. It's a it's a callback to the first, of the course, first yeah. movie, and it, it just brings this whole thing this whole saga that they're calling it it brings it full circle and it just it makes sense ultimately to 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 have him be the one especially because he has he's kind of they've been hinting at him having his connection with thanos and kind of seeing you know the avengers like all dead and him being the one that's alive and it like you know i I like that you know that he had this moment with dr strange and like you know he like just dr strange putting up that that finger Tony knew what he had to do. I, I like that little element that, that they that they threw in there. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I thought I liked that it was his choice that he, um, he made it that that decision. 
Yeah, and I, I'm just I'm just saying I'm surprised if they killed off Stark for a purely narrative purpose. Right. Because uh, that just goes against everything that I feel that Disney is about. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of, I mean, basically killing the golden goose. Right. Um, but anyways, so I just think that killing off those two characters, believe me, I completely commend mm-hmm. Marvel for finally killing off some fucking characters. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been wanting this for years, uh, <laughs> frankly. Um, and I think they did it very well. Uh, yeah. And they gave them two very different deaths. Yeah. What? Okay, um, so speaking of deaths, what did you? how did you feel about Black Widows? Like, how did you feel about that? I honestly didn't, oh, yeah, I didn't well, see it coming. Obviously, she did too. Yeah, um, I did not see that one coming. I did not see that one sticking. And it's, well, it, it's, I, it's, it was interesting. I kind of knew that they were going to kill her off mm-hmm. the minute they arrived on Vormir. Mm-hmm. And I say that because they're not they're not going to kill off Hawkeye when the fucking movie opens with him losing his family. Right. Yeah. That's how the movie begins. Right. You don't see Thanos, you don't see fucking Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> you see Hawkeye and his family and his family disappears. Yeah. And so obviously they're going to show yeah, he Hawkeye has, yeah, he has to get him back. getting his family back. Yeah, yeah. And when I when I knew when I saw them arrive at Vormir, I'm like, well, I know what you have to do on Vormir, <laughs> right, right. and they're not going to kill the family man, right. so <laughs> somebody, you know, I don't really even need to flip a coin, uh, so, you know, and I, I think it's, uh, you know, I think it was a good arc for her character, and it kind of, it, it shows the, you know, she is with, you know, uh, along with Hawkeye, the, a member of the Avengers who has no superpower. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And yet, she was instrumental in turning the tide. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I agree. So, yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a great death. Yeah, no, um, I agree. I, I was, the thing that I think I was confused about, because I think we talked about a little bit, the fact that she was getting uh, a solo movie. She's finally getting a solo movie. I'm like, Damn, they killed her off. Sure. And she's getting a solo movie. That was that was a ballsy. Like I didn't, I just didn't expect that. That's what was clouding my that like that death the first time I saw it. But then, yeah, no, I I totally agree. Like it makes sense. I like the way they played that scene. That like I kind of like, especially the first time seeing it. I wasn't sure. Like I thought it could go either way. Just kind of how the scene played off. But ultimately, Black Widow, like you just said, like it made sense. And I like I like that. You know, out of like it, it also shows, yeah, it shows how important that she actually was to that that core group of the first Avengers because you know yeah. she's one of the ones that goes out. She's a, she it shows it does show her importance because you know without her doing that they don't get the stone. So no, yeah, I thought I ultimately thought it was a good death. It just it just shocked me. I didn't I didn't see it coming. Well, and it shows you and it shows you and uh, you know this is always an important thing that I you know I don't think movies show enough uh, is that love is not just romantic love it is not just family love it's not just you know you can love someone especially a man and a woman platonically Mm -hmm. you know like hawkeye and black widow do in which there is no romantic connection as far as i know i don't know what happened in budapest right (laughs) Um, (laughs) as as far as i wow i wonder if they're gonna touch on that the movie fuck (laughs) anyway um as far as i know connection or past Mm -hmm. 
And yet, you know, they, but they're best of friends or at least very good friends. And, you know, it, if there's one thing that the soul stone confirms, it is that you loved the person. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So anyways, God, can you imagine how awkward it would be is if you were like with someone that like you said you loved, but you really didn't. <laughs> <laughs> and like they died and you didn't get the soul stone yeah right <laughs> yeah that would blow oh shit <laughs> anyways <laughs> that would be really that would be that would be funny that would be messed up yeah um but no um i mean just kind of going through like some of the i just i love this movie and like i just love it because like also first i'll say this, this movie was three hours but to me i did not feel like it was three hours this movie flew by for me i don't know about you um it's it's a three oh, hour oh, movie. Yeah. It's a three hour movie, but it does not feel like a three hour movie. I was like I remember the, the part where Thanos shows up and he blows up the Avengers building. I was like, Okay, so we got like another hour and it was like we only had like another half an hour left. I was like, What the what the hell was like this movie flew by. I just thought that was yeah. like like that was very impressive in itself that they were able to not make this movie slog that much really, you know. Yeah, and, and I think any movie that is three hours that doesn't feel like it's three hours deserves credit solely for that. Absolutely. Because <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, I've seen three-hour movies where, like, fuck. It's, it feels every bit of it. I've seen hour-and-a-half movies feel like, like this has been going for two hours. <laughs> like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, well, I mean, there's, there's the, uh, I think it's Roger Ebert, who said that no good movie is too long and no bad movie is too short. Yeah, that's, um, that's the truth. <laughs> you know. So, anyways, but no, I give, I give it credit for that. It's it's brilliantly paced. I think the acting is actually really good. It doesn't, you know. Um, what do you feel about Fat Thor? I think, you know. <laughs> How do you feel about Fat About Fat Thor? Fat Thor, yeah. You know, here's, a, here's what I absolutely loved about Fat Thor. <laughs> that it was not used as a stunt. Right. It was a character. They moment. fucking stick with it. Absolutely. <laughs> and good for them. Absolutely. I was I I kept waiting for that moment where like maybe he would like summon his powers and then automatically go back to being ripped. But like they when nope. he fucking he summons that lightning and like the suit just comes on him and he's still fat, I was like, That's that's just fantastic. <laughs> because it's a character thing. It like it makes like I thought I just feel like Chris Hemsworth has grown so much with this character, it's ridiculous. Like and like the fact that they finally like found this level where he can play the comedy so well, but still have these scenes where he's like hitting emotional beats and it feels authentic. Like I just, I would definitely like they finally like like found that stride with Chris Hemsworth as playing as Thor. Like he is like he's living in that role, and I just thought the fat Thor element just like really like it just allowed him to no. be the funny guy, but also still have that very poignant moment with his mom and just. Like the point, like when he was trying to put on the on the glove, but they had to like tell him, like, no, man, you're not, you're you're going through some shit right now. You can't do this. <laughs> this would kill you off the just emotion. Yeah, exactly. Well, and and I, I saw some kind of like interview he did where he was like, you know, there was we started off well with the first Thor, and then it kind of took a shit. My <laughs> words, not his. But like, I think we all felt kind of during the Thor two Avengers two period that like. What the fuck are they doing with Thor, right? Now? Right, yeah. Like, because they didn't do shit with Thor two and Avenger with Thor and Avenger two. No, they sent, and they sent them off. Thor two was kind of a was kind of a 
What? I just said they sent him off halfway through the movie, and he just doesn't show up to the end. It was a complete fucking waste. And then Thor 2, in my opinion, is kind of a waste of a movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sorry, but it is. Yeah. And I love it, that that this movie though kind of like gives that I mean, movie I, a little bit of weight. It is way lower tier Marvel. Oh, absolutely, no, for sure. But I just love that this movie like <laughs> like uses that movie as like the template to go back to, uh, to have Thor go back to, and actually have like n- like Natalie Portman come back and his mom come back. I think it, it was cool just to give that movie a little bit more like like we know you don't like this movie that much, but we're gonna play with it a little bit more. Maybe it maybe you help you appreciate it a little bit. Yeah, more no, you watch it. No, actually, I will give you. I will give you that. As when I was watching, I'm like, oh wow, you actually made Thor two matter. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like, exactly. Because um, before, I'm like, um, there was a period where I was like, you could fucking just cut Thor two out. <laughs> I don't think it would mean a damn thing. And now I was like, god damn it, kind of got to keep Thor two in there. Right. Right. Um, but um, anyways, with Ragnarok, and especially now where Thor's, you know. And I, I think here's the other thing I'll say about Thor, is where that character kind of had a rebirth. Is what I was going to finish my sentence, but mm-hmm. moving on to this, mm-hmm. I think that Thor is the most realistic depiction of how a person would feel if they went through what the Avengers went through in Infinity War. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely, I agree. Because everyone else is like everyone else is doing fine, mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. You know, like, you know, Black Widow's sad. Yeah, she's going she's through She's kind of, like, fine. Yeah. I mean, she's sad. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. Cap is pretty much fine. I mean, he's he's at least, you know, he's doing all right. Mm-hmm. Tony Stark's doing fine. Hulk is thriving. Right. <laughs> you know? Um, everyone's do, but, you know, Thor's a fucking wreck. Yeah. And you need that. Absolutely. Because... That's how a lot of people react to conflict. That's how I would react. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, I would totally become him. So I thought that was a great way of kind of showing that, like, yeah, sometimes these superheroes aren't just, like, happy-go-lucky. Everything's going to be fine. Right. You know? So I thought that th- I thought that was good they did that with him. I agree. Absolutely. For sure. Um, just another – I just got a shout-out. Captain America wielding Mjolnir was – like I, I almost literally leaped out of my seat. Like, thank you, Marvel, for giving me that. Mm-hmm. That was. There's a lot of moments like that in this mm-hmm. movie. They're just like they're very. I, I you take the little one. Yeah, that was great. This was great. Like this movie was like that was great. That was that was that was the best line. Yeah, it, was, it was it was it was there was there was a really good line. There was a lot of really good lines in this movie. This movie was like surprisingly like I not surprisingly because Marvel has like obviously like they have their like little. Uh, you know, little little moments like this, these little comedy moments, and throughout most of their movies, through all of them, really. But like this, like I just like I love how like funny this movie was. This movie, like like having like one of my favorite lines is like that is America's ass. Like I love that. <laughs> you know, yeah, moments that, like that. That, was, great that was great. Like I love these little moments, these little uh, little quirks that they had in the movie. You know, and like especially after like you know Infinity War was like a pretty like you know grounded very like serious like it was a thanos origin story so you had this very like heavy like weight to it and this movie has that like flowing throughout too but it's definitely a lot more like lightweight because you throw people in there like paul rudd as as ant-man you know you have tony stark you know having thrown out little comments about captain america's ass like that just like just shows how much like 
like these characters have grown and like how much like they actually like interact with each other and like can just bounce off each other and just like I think that's the characters in the movie and I also think obviously it's the actors just like they're having a blast making this movie yeah. and it shows and I love that well it's also their last time yeah you exactly. know I mean think about it from Chris Evans perspective like think about this from Chris Evans perspective the dude made his first Captain America movie in 2011 which means he shot it in 2010 mm-hmm. right and he's done now in 2019. So, in think of, if you look at and and I know we don't always think of our lives as decades, mm-hmm. but it's a pretty definitive fucking decade for him. Right. In that 2010, the 2010s, <laughs> for Chris Evans, when he's 75 years old and he actually is old, mm-hmm. is going to be, oh, that's when I was Captain America. Right. You know, yeah. and so to to finish that, to end that, and pretty much on his accord, I you know, if he had told Marvel, yeah, let's do fucking like three more movies, they probably would have done it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, but he said no, and, and I believe me, I've had a lot of people say like, why the fuck did he do that? Because he wants to fucking do something else. Yeah, Who are you to say? You stuff. know, like yeah. I don't know. He wants to use that that Marvel money and make his own movies. That's cool. Yeah. Whatever, or maybe he just wants to live in a tree house in the Poconos. I don't know. It's his life. Fuck off. Exactly. (laughs) You know, I I mean, I might get sick of people always calling me Captain America. Like, I know that that sounds stupid. They're like, oh, I would never get sick of people. You probably would. You would probably eventually just want people to call you Chris. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, yeah, for sure. Because wherever he goes. He's Cap. If he goes. He's Captain America. And right. eventually you're like, no, man, that's it was fun for like it was fun for three years. But yeah. like ten years of me not being who I am. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I would think drive you kind of crazy. Yeah, the next person who's gonna deal with that is I mean, who's already dealing with it, Chadwick, Chadwick Bozeman. Like it's funny, like you just look up <laughs> look up like recent Oh yeah. Recent like uh like videos of him doing the Wakanda salute. You can see it in his eyes. Like he's sick of doing that shit. He loves it. And I think that's like the, these oh. actors. Part of them like still love it. Obviously, like I think Cap or Chris. Yeah. Chris likes being called Cap because like, and it just shows that you know obviously the importance of the character to the people who are watching the movies, but also just shows how much they embody those those characters in like real life. Like people sure. really think it's them, but like yeah, no, for sure. Like he he's like it's Chris. <laughs> it's just Chris. Yeah, well, exactly. Like. You know, and some people are different about it than others. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I think that Robert Downey Jr. would probably love it oh, if yeah. you called him Iron Man. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you called Harrison Ford Han he would or Indiana Jones. <laughs> he would punch you in the face. <laughs> he would punch. He would put, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. If you saw Harrison Ford, you're like, oh, my God, it's Indiana Jones. He'd be like, get over here. And then he'd punch you. So like, like, you know, and I think, you know, and it's, I'm not going to say that, that Harrison Ford's wrong. No. No. You know, it's, we're all, you know, it's, we're, you know, I think he's, I think it's like, it's, you can say that now about Harrison Ford, but I think you could say it about Harrison Ford in like the eighties as well. Like if you called him like Han Solo back in the eighties, he would have tell you to come here and we he would punch you in the face. <laughs> he's like, no, yeah, well, yeah fucking exactly. Harrison Ford. <laughs> no, Harrison Ford has not changed in that regard. No. Um, he's always been like, a crotchety old man, you know, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Even when he was like forty. Um and so I don't think I don't think Chris Evans is quite on that level, but I think a lot of the times when you get 
when you get the itch to direct mm-hmm. and it's just like, oh, I'd love to make my own movies. And Marvel's like, well, we lo- we realized you'd like that, but we've got you appearing in, <laughs> you know, we have you shooting these five movies over this six years. So find yeah. a three month window. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'd be like, well, uh, I quit. <laughs> so, and he's, well, I mean, you know, I get it. I'm just saying I, so many people have said, why is he doing this? And I'm just like, mm, he's fucking taking his life's journey. He's made a lot of money. Yeah. So yeah. he's doing fine. Exactly. You know? And Marvel, so, Marvel's going to be doing fine. This is the end game, but this isn't the end. I mean, Spider-Man's coming out in a few months. They're going to they're gonna be fine. These movies are going to keep going. I'm glad they are because this. I think Endgame, if Endgame was the last movie, I would be 110% satisfied because that's how I would – describe this but movie. it is and not the, it's not it's not and i'm happy it's not uh, some people may not some people yeah. for the some people it's this not is, even close some I people mean, some people this is the end game end game like is their last movie i respect that because i guess like i was gonna say if this was the last one like i would be satisfied because this movie is i think is well, it's wholly satisfying for me especially if you've watched all 22 of these movies like it is it is a great like it's a great accomplishment on their part, for sure. Well, I can tell you from my perspective, there's really no, there's really no Marvel movie at this point that gets me excited. I, 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 I can understand that. You know what I mean? Like, do, I don't really fucking care about what happens with Spider-Man. I mean, whatever. <laughs> you know, like, I don't really care about Black Panther. It's mm-hmm. gonna be fine. He's gonna live. Great. Right. You know, like, the drama is kind of gone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, it's, Am I going to see another Marvel movie? Probably, sure. Yeah. Um, but the excitement is not so much there. I, I can understand that. I can understand that. So it's fair enough. Fair I enough. and and can I just say one one problem I had with the movie? Go ahead. I think they fucking used Captain Marvel as a Deus Ex Machina. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, if if you look at the two times. The Captain Marvel really appears in the film. Mm-hmm. They were just like, well, fuck. Uh, how are we going to save Tony Stark? Captain Marvel can show up. Oh, yes. And, oh, fuck. Uh, so Thanos is pretty much going to win. How are yeah. they going to do this? Well, what if Captain Marvel showed up? And it's just like, yeah. so you're, like, you didn't do jack shit with that character. She literally comes in and is like, well, I'm pretty much the most powerful person in the universe, so let me fix this. Right. <laughs> you no, know? Yeah. And it's that. just like they they wrote themselves into corners twice, mm-hmm. and they bring in the most powerful Avenger to save the day, and then she doesn't really do anything else. Yeah. And it was I, just like, eh. I think that's a fair viewpoint, but I look at it like they wrote themselves into a corner make like just like bringing Captain Marvel into it at all because she is so powerful. So I look at it like... Yes, like okay, yes, she's she's conveniently there to save Tony Stark. Fair, I'll give you that one. But I think it was smart of them to take her out of the picture, like at that after that moment, have her leave, go like say she, oh, I'm gonna be helping other planets, fine, whatever. I think that's smart because if she's there, it's just like okay, just have Captain Marvel do something very powerful and like like just solve this thing. From like from yeah. the jump, we have that like we're going to be staring at Captain Marvel. Like, when are you going to do something? Like the whole movie, if she's there, when are you going to like save us all? Because you're the most powerful one here. And I think yeah, okay, she comes back in the end when she does. She saves everybody, 
and she 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 gives Thanos a run for his money, but ultimately, I think where they were smart is not to have her be the character that takes ultimately takes out Thanos. I think if you give her that moment, yeah, it's not earned. It's it, it is complete days as mocking. Oh if fuck she, no! If she's the one that is ultimately the one that takes him out, I, I'm glad that she has her moment. She shows Thanos how powerful she is, but you know I, Thanos got the better of her, and it ultimately it was it went to oh. the right person, Tony Stark, well, to take him out. I mean, Tony takes him out, but if Captain Marvel doesn't show up, it's over. Well, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, she fucking wrecks his ship. So, I mean, that's a big... That's not, like, the end of the war, but that shit's like Gettysburg. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> you know, like Thanos, I think, yeah, Thanos was ready to take, like, everyone out. Like, himself, like, all of his people. Like, he was ready to, like, just... He didn't give shop. a shit. He didn't give a... He didn't, he didn't give a shit. He, uh, and, yeah, luckily Captain Marvel does show up and, like, kind of turn a tide but i mean that happens that's gonna happen so <laughs> she's she was the gandalf in and that's movie. my and that's my, i guess oh she totally was and that's i guess that's the concern if i mean if you're if you're tasked with writing avengers 5 and mm-hmm. whenever that comes out i hope they take you have time. to figure out because i would be fine with what? them. i would be fine with them not making another avengers movie for a while i doubt that's gonna happen but just like i would be cool just make yeah i don't know just make other movies. <laughs> I need time to to breathe. They're gonna get they're they're gonna get the itch. <laughs> oh yeah, they're definitely gonna. Get um, and whoever gets the whoever I mean, because this movie's making two billion dollars, oh, yeah. and at the next Disney shareholder movie, they're like, yeah, we get that. Like you're trying to like respect the franchise, but you know, but where's our where's our money? Yeah. Uh, so. Oh is whoever has to write that or the people likely that will have to write that movie you're not going to be able to just keep throwing captain marvel off to the side yeah i mean she is eventually going to be maybe like one of the primary avengers yeah um and she's kind of like all powerful right so like that's something they're going to have to to deal with I mean, like, because we all thought that Thor was, like, this really power. She could kill Thor in, like, ten seconds if she wanted to. <laughs> you know? Yeah, she, she probably I think she I would, it, it would. It would, be a, it would be a battle. I would like to see him fight. It would be cool. But, no. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, that's uh, that was the end game. I enjoyed it. It's, it's the end. Not really. But they're going to keep going. But speaking of, I don't know, speaking of battles, speaking of... The end. The end. Then speaking of the end, I'll go, I'll go with that. Speaking of the end, we are we are closing in. We are three episodes deep into a six episode season of the final season, Game of Thrones. And this past Sunday was the big episode, the big the big battle, the big the big fight against the dead, Battle of Winterfeld, aired this aired this uh, Sunday. But before we talk about that, let's talk about the episode that we missed. We haven't talked about it yet. I want to talk about the episode before that. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the the lead-in. Because it really, I mean, if you look at it anyway, these two episodes uh, were kind of like part one and part two. Um, and, you know, we had... Very much so. Uh, we had that episode beforehand that pretty much sets up, you know, kind of... To kind of... I look at it, you know, ultimately, it's a little bit different to talk about this movie or talk about that previous episode now because we we know how the the battle went. But I remember watching that episode, and sure. I love that episode. 
because I knew exactly what they were doing. <laughs> they were playing with our hearts. They were showing us like, hey, these are all the characters mm-hmm. that you love. These are all the characters that are about to fight this big battle and you don't know what's going to happen to them. But these, they're going to interact. They're going to say things and you're, they're going to show you, mm-hmm. oh, this is why I love these characters. And they did a great job of that. I love that, that uh, episode. I, heard, I saw complaints on the internet that were pissing me off. Like, oh, there are two episodes. This is a filler episode. It was not a filler episode. It was Game of Thrones at its best. Like, yeah, some of my favorite moments of Game of Thrones are the If big... you don't like that episode, you can go fuck yourself. Exactly. And if no. that means you don't listen to this podcast again, then I don't Absolutely. Care. I agree. Some of my favorite episodes <laughs> of, the, of this series is the big moments, are the big battles, sure. But what Game of Thrones does best is episodes like that. Characters talking... Yeah. room characters talking that is what this show does the best and that's what i loved about that episode it was a perfect setup and lead in to the big battle of winterfell and it, like it made me think oh every one of these characters is gonna die every one of these characters is gonna die that's what that episode made me think ultimately oh, i we know now that's not completely true some of them died but yeah, I thought every one of those characters were dead. Actually, a lot yeah. less than everyone expected, I would uh, say. Yeah, absolutely, for sure. Because of that episode. I would say if there was actually one... Yeah, we'll, and we'll, I'll, I'll stick on episode two right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, Tormund. Oh, oh. Oh, <laughs> they gave him such good stuff. Yes, they did. I mean, <laughs> like if you're like an actor and you get that script, you just must be like, thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> um... But I mean, Brienne of Tarth, of course, mm-hmm. you know, and and Jamie. It was a great Jamie episode. It was a great Jamie um, episode. I mean, it was, you know, I mean, it was it from a, you know, from a writing and, a, and from a dramatic perspective. That is, I mean, if you want my opinion, I think that's the best episode of the season so far. I, absolutely I think it's agree. better than episode three. I absolutely agree. Um, I absolutely. Agree. It's my favorite Sorry. so far. It's yeah, my, I mean, it's my favorite. so you know, it it hits all the points, and yeah, no, I I mean, I you won't hear me say a bad thing about it, and you know, one of the things I, I saw the showrunners talk about is that it you know it, it brings up the point: how do you spend what you believe? Because yeah. here's the thing: yeah. it's yeah. not just us who <laughs> believe that they're all going to die; they it's think, them. Yeah, they think they're gonna die. <laughs> They say it several times. You know, Tyrion why do you, says it several times. You know, why do you think Arya fucks Gendry? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's it's not because it's it is in part because you know she whatever. To. Yeah, yeah. She, she wants it, but it's also because like holy shit, this is kind of my chance to like get laid before I die, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and that's probably what's going through her mind to some degree. And it's what's going through all of their minds is this is it. Mm-hmm. And they present that in, in a very, you know, in a very beautiful way. And where I, I don't think, I don't think there is a single character at the end of that episode that you go away disliking. Oh, no, no. Except for maybe Daenerys. Yeah, Denny, they're setting up Denny to not be that like, what's this season so far? Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, totally. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I I can totally see that. Yeah. Uh, so it's just the moment he like he you didn't, know he, that's you can just see like I love that scene where he where John finally tells her the truth and she just you can see the murder on her eyes. She's just like how can I kill him with 
and still like you know get the seven kings how can i make <laughs> it, how can i kill him and make it out of this like very cold judgy town without them murdering me she won't like it was just yeah. it, was, it was very well acted and just very well played well and you have to think about it and i was speaking to someone and they said well why did john tell daenerys that <laughs> because he's before john the big snow. battle <laughs> Because he's fucking Jon Snow. <laughs> I said it's because he's fucking Jon Yo, Snow. That's exactly you what I said. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, Jon Snow did that because he's not an opportunist. Yeah. Jon Snow's not thinking about this from like, what's the angle? He doesn't. <laughs> Jon Snow has never thought about yeah. what's the angle. Like he, like, he wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah, you know. I can't lie. <laughs> I don't lie. Uh, yeah. And that has hurt him in the past. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Um, killed him. Um, <laughs> but he doesn't think like Tyrion or Varys or hell, even Daenerys. Mm-hmm. And rhymes. And <laughs> and that's why he does that. And and yeah, that that may that may have hurt him. Mm-hmm. He didn't know what the repercussions of that were going to be, but he didn't care. Right. And and I thought that said a lot about his character. And it shows that Danny does Danny love John? You know, I think she, she says she does. I think she did. <laughs> also, I saw that like someone, yeah. someone saw like said that the moment that moment like I saw the murder in her eyes, but you can also see the the moment she falls out of love with Jon Snow. <laughs> you can see it on her face. Yeah, she's like, oh well, there goes that. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I thought I loved yeah. him, but no, he, exactly. He's a threat. <laughs> it was just, uh, yeah. No, hundred percent. Yeah, Even but... if he doesn't see himself as a threat. No. <laughs> he could be like, I don't really give a shit about the whole Iron Throne thing. You know, right. I just thought you should know. And she'd just be like, oh, well, I already stabbed you. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so can I take back with Dakaris? Can I take that back? No. Nope, nope. No. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> no but yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're obviously setting that shit up. Yep, and uh, and, just, and what do you think's happening with Tyrion? Um, in episode two or three, or in general? Uh, let's go with two. But I mean, if you want to roll it into three, I mean, people have fucking seen three at this point. Oh yeah. So in two, I just I think, what do you think's happening with that character? I think, I think he's I think he's trying to figure that out, and I think I think the show knows where it's he's Fair. he's ultimately going to go, but I think right now he doesn't quite know where because you know he's he's had his, he's having his little struggles with Daenerys I think he's I think him being back with Jamie was was like a light that he needed it was a moment that he needed I think he was really much very much enjoying his time with his brother and I think like that family time probably is also like it's also conflicting him and also just it kind of leading into uh into episode three in a smaller moment, which was also just a great moment, when he's in the uh, in the crypts with Sansa, and they're they're having that little talk, um, and you know she's she said that you know he was the best of of you know the people she ended up with, and you know he has like a you know, obviously he's like a, that's a compliment, but also it's like is it because Ramsey and Jeffrey aren't the yeah. best competitors? But I'd let I let the moment after that where you know she says you know it wouldn't have worked because of your of your, uh, you know, your, you know, your loyalty. Your Cersei's brother. Yeah, you know, the, the loyalty to Daenerys. 
you know, she brings up that, and like I think. Oh well, sure. Oh yeah, of course. I yeah. think that is what Tyrion is battling inside of him right now. He his his loyalties, his loyalties to Danny, his loyalties to Sansa, to Jon Snow, to the to the to the North, to the to just like all the the kingdoms in in general, and also his his blood loyalty to his family. I think. I think if given an opportunity, will he kill Cersei if he has to? Yes, but I I, I also think he might hesitate because I do I do think he still cares about his family. Um, as much as you know, obviously he killed his dad, but like his dad kind of like forced his hand, you know, you know to to do that. But I think he's still like he mm-hmm. he's always been proud to be a Lannister, even though the Lannisters like outside of Jaime weren't necessarily proud for him to be a Lannister. So I think that's what he's he's kind of dealing with. I think he has he's having an, an internal battle, and like that's I think that's why you know he's struggling inside the crypts. You know he wants to be outside in the battle because he thinks he can help. He thinks his mind his his you know like he helped with the battle of Blackwater. He thinks if he's out there, he'll see something. But he's kind of he's kind of being shut out, and he's kind of just having to deal with his internal his internal things. That's why also in episode two, you know, he's drinking. He's back to drinking and like trying to chat everybody yeah. up because he's just like he's trying to get back I think he's trying to get back to Tyrion that we know and love from from earlier seasons so, mm-hmm. yeah. well and that could mean a few things that could mean that he goes back with the Lannisters and I've seen some conspiracy theories if you want to call them that mm-hmm. that he will leave Daenerys and join team Cersei I don't know if that's true probably not Probably but I'll I'll present a th- another option where he just fucking goes off on his own thing. I can see that. I can absolutely see that. You know where he just, you know, even even if Daenerys wins mm-hmm. and takes the throne, he might just be like, "Eh, I'm just this isn't my thing." No, yeah, honestly, you know, yeah, I can honestly definitely hundred percent see that. I think he. I think if he doesn't, yeah. if he stays alive, there's a good chance that I I could see Tyrion like just yeah going off me and like you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna go off and do the best I I can to die the way I always envision it, 80 years old in his bed yep. with a, a whore around his cock. <laughs> I think he's gonna try yep. the best. No, I mean they're honestly that. setting that up. Yeah, for sure. I think so. If he, if he, we'll see if he actually makes it. If he, I, I think Tyrion will be a survivor in this show because he's, he has been, you know, the entire series. So. Oh, I think Tyrion totally lives. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think. So. I think between Tyrion, Jaime, Cersei, Daenerys, and who is the other one? Jon Snow, obviously. Mm-hmm. Between those five, and I guess, well, Arya and Sansa are main characters, so he got seven. Yeah. I think I'd be, I'd be well. I'd be very obviously between Cersei and Jamie, it's a fucking toss up at this point. Yeah. With Daenerys and John, I'm guessing one die. I think so. Yeah. I think Sansa and Arya get to live. I think so. I think they've earned that. <laughs> I think they've earned that, right? Yeah. And uh, Tyrion, I think Tyrion lives. I think so. I think you know. Yeah, you know, I think he's just that character that like we've kind of loved from the beginning, and that. That kind of, kind of yeah. maybe gives him a little bit of a target, but I think I don't think the show is that sadistic. <laughs> I don't think it's that sadistic. Where, but I don't know. 
unless they really unless they really want to twist the knife uh and i mean that in every word possible (laughs) with cersei yeah that's true that's true i think i kind of like i kind of want to just like going from there like because you know obviously well so we're getting into the the episode three we're at the end of the of the of the uh at the end of the episode Arya kills the night king and that seemingly is the end of that whole battle the battle with the death is that seems to be mm-hmm. the end of that and that leaves cersei as the ultimate in-game villain in this show which i i, I love um because I, I i figured that it was always going to end up that way i didn't see the night king going out that quickly i thought maybe he would have a little bit more of a win and like that kind of take him out before the final episode but you know they went the way it went the way it mm-hmm. did he's he's done and i don't have a problem with that i love I, I, I thought they would kill him here yeah i i didn't see that i mean well just well we talked earlier about writing ourselves into corners mm-hmm. and the writers totally did that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh they would even probably tell you that mm-hmm. uh in that they have to fucking wrap this show up right. in six episodes <laughs> and they have two major villains that they have to kill off mm-hmm. and you only have three episodes mm-hmm. to end the show mm-hmm. and you have a lot to do a lot. Yeah. and you have a lot of ground to cover and of so they so kind of had to finish the night king off yeah no, that's a fair point. No, and I, I, I kind of like. So I'll, I'll admit, after the end of this episode, like, this is probably the first time after the end of a game at Thrones episode that I didn't quite know how I felt. You know, besides like the red wedding, but that was like a different like. That was like a whole shit. What the fuck just happened? This was more of a like, yeah, huh, like that was interesting because it was just so different than what I, I, I guess like I would say like it's expectations. I expected a lot more death. I expected a lot more people to go out in this episode. I expected. You know, not to say that the Night King being taken out by Arya wasn't a big deal, but I expected something bigger than that. I guess I did expect something big. I expected I expected the Night King to like take somebody, one of our heroes, out and like kind of win this thing. But ultimately, that's not. I don't have a problem with the Night King, like you said, because it just makes it makes story sense that you take out the Night King in this episode because we only got six episodes and we still got to deal with Cersei, who we haven't seen since the pilot, and she is the ultimate in-game villain yeah. like i said so it makes sense but i just think i don't know it was it was just weird like this episode like it like i'll say this like from i i i did really like this episode i enjoyed this episode this episode did its job just say anticlimactic that's what you're saying it was it was a little bit anticlimactic it was a little bit but like i was just, i just want to give the episode props like because like this it's the thing about the show it just shows how much i actually do love the show because it's an episode that sure yeah like like it's it's not my it, it was expected to be my favorite but episode two I enjoy episode two so much more than episode three because because I I I had I guess I had too many expectations for this episode but I just like going back to the point I was trying to make uh, I I give this show so much props because with an episode that maybe kind of didn't completely satisfy me like I was on the edge of my seat the entire episode i felt every like Mm -hmm. everything they wanted me to feel as far as like tension and like just complete like being drawn into this battle 
like I was like like damn near biting my nose. I was like on, on I was literally on the edge of my seat. Like literally, I was watching. I was sitting like face damn near right in the TV, just like anticipating every moment of this episode. So I want to give the props for that because I think that's what definitely what they were intending with this episode is to like make you think at any moment anything can happen, and ultimately like not as much happened mm-hmm. as I thought. But I think what happened was still very, very good. Oh, it was, from a cinematic perspective, A+. plus. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So, number one, they had the dubious challenge of shooting an entire battle episode at night yeah. with natural light. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> like, I, I, I was, like, thinking, like, can you imagine being, like, the cinematographer and you're reading through the script and you just go, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you're just like god damn it this is gonna be so tough <laughs> um so for, and for that i mean it's a dark episode as we all know literally yeah <laughs> i i mean visually not thematically no, no yeah um and and they do a great job with it uh yeah. with with showing as much as as they can mm-hmm. and they don't overlight it uh yeah. a lot of people would probably say they underlight it but that's kind of the fucking point that was the point. um yeah it was absolutely the point you know but they do they do a great job of of kind of you know uh of creating that suspense early on um and 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 yeah and and obviously the dothraki flames going out is great that was that was Uh, that was very cool (laughs) and also devastating yeah that might have been the best part of the episode honestly honestly yeah um you know i i guess i here's one thing that i guess i'll bring up when it comes to why they had to kill Night King now. Mm-hmm. And I think so let's let's talk about what do you think the biggest battle scene is before the Battle of Winterfell? Uh as far as like just like literally like from the show standpoint or just like from a Yeah, yeah, standpoint? from from the show standpoint, from the show standpoint. Uh I would probably Blackwater bigger than Battle of Bastards. I was like, from like, like if I'm, I guess I, I would answer yes, like from a production standpoint, and just like from that episode overall, I think yeah, that was the okay. biggest one before this. But just like from like, we're talking about within story, I would think Blackwater was probably like the biggest. At least, okay. Like, at least, well, like, let's... It depends on what perspective you're coming from. Like for the for the north or for the south, obviously it was for... Blackwater. But for like Jon Snow, it would probably be the Battle of the Bastards or like. I'm gonna use Battle of the Bastards for my point. Because I, I mean, I, I think it was Battle of the Bastards. Nice. So, it was my favorite. What battle. made Battle of the Bastards, what made that such an epic episode, and what I would say, what made Battle of the Bastards a better episode mm-hmm, than The Long Night? I agree. Is that, well, why is Battle of the Bastards such a good episode? Well, it's because we hate Ramsey Bolton. Mm-hmm. Why do we hate Ramsey Bolton? Because Ramsey Bolton is a psychopath, and that is the nicest word you can That's use for him. Absolute nicest. <laughs> Why do we hate the Night King? I because he's a bad guy. Mm, zombie King. Yeah, but like, why do you hate? <laughs> what? I just said Zombie King. I don't know. Made of ice. Yeah, but like, you don't. You don't have a reason no, for hating. No, him. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. He's like a bad guy, but he's kind of like this. Just he's you never. He's never like yeah, okay. He's a bad guy, but you know 
he never is he never gives you a reason to hate him mm-hmm. right yeah i guess you fear him yeah. but you don't hate him no I and yeah. Yeah. and i guess i guess that and i think the writers realized that mm-hmm. that they couldn't make the night king the end villain cuz you would just be like all right cool it's the night king right exactly i've never heard him talk yeah <laughs> you know and so that's why i kind of feel like there was some lack of i i didn't have the emotion that i thought i would get out of the episode because i kind of realized i don't really fucking hate the night king so like yeah. a lot of it's kind of not there right no yeah i yeah i, I absolutely agree um and i think like one of the the issues I, I kind of brought up, I was talking to Alex about after. Like, I want it more. I want Alex it... watches Game of Thrones? Yeah, yeah, he does. Every week. We talk about it after the episode every week. We'll get him on the show. I would love to have him. We could have him on the... Uh, we'll I think he get... listens to this this show, too. He's probably listening right now. Um, we could have him on for the Oh, for oh the, man. For we the need finale. to get him on the show. For sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, we definitely need to do that. <laughs> But um yeah, what I mentioned to him was that uh I I think I wanted more from the Night King. Like I needed something. I don't know what that something is, but I need that something that you said like you were just describing. We were missing something to make me truly hate the Night King. Like, yeah, I I don't like the Night King because he's like we've been told, we've been shown that he's the personification of death, but like we don't like they've like hinted that this like he's this he he's not just a zombie like i'm going to kill you because um, i have to like they've sh- like hinted that he has some type of strategy some type of mission some type of goal but that goal has not been like said to us. it hasn't been fully like shown to us or given like like and i think that's what i needed to make me fully be like yeah Arya killed the Night King. That's awesome. Like it's just it's an awesome moment for Arya, but it's not an awesome moment. Like yes, like when Ramsay died, I was literally like, I was cheering (laughs) when Joffrey died. I was cheering. I was like, I was emotionally invested. I was like, finally yes. But when the Night King was killed, I was like, oh yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, okay, he's gone. He's out of the picture. That's how we all felt. (laughs) It's it's just like Like, and I mean yeah. You can, you can use the same example for Tywin Lannister, even, if you'd like, mm-hmm. right, Matt? Tywin's not a complete villain, right. but, like, when Tyrion kills him, you're like, yeah, Tyrion, you do you. Stick it to the old man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, because yeah, no, we all at least can identify that, like, if I was Tyrion, I'd probably fucking kill him. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I guess that that was my issue with the Night King, and I think that I think that the writers would, if you got them in a in a dark room, would tell you that like, yeah, we kind of had to kill the Night King as soon as we could mm-hmm. because you hate Cersei. Mm-hmm. You do. Yeah. She's terrible. She's in every way. <laughs> She's not nice. <laughs> and they knew, they knew that if you want to use the word end game, mm-hmm. that in the end game she's going to be the one that you want to die. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and that that won't be the Night King. Yeah. If the if if the final boss was the Night King, it'd be like, all right, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. cool. because if they killed Cersei before that, that's the emotion. Exactly, I absolutely agree. You know, no, yeah, yeah. I just wish like maybe like like 
I, this was obviously like kind of the most we got from the Night King, and like they kind of like again, like there's like these subtle hints. Like I don't know if they're doing that on purpose. Like these subtle hints that they're giving that the Night King has some type of like personality. Like he got a little bit snarky, a little bit confident, a little cocky in this episode. Like I was just like I wish that. Yeah. Obviously they don't talk, but like if if he gave some type of made some type of noise or something, like when he turned around and like faced John. Like I, I just wanted something, you know. Like I feel like I felt almost that they were giving something either in that moment or like the moment when he like walks up to Bran if he just like did something and be like, oh, that's that's what that guy is. And then like kind of like even if they still just killed him off at the, after that moment, I think it just would have added something to that death. It would have been like almost like a, oh yeah, shit, no, like I... we didn't get to like oh shit, like he finally like kind of shows himself and like he just gets killed off. Like I think that's that's a little bit more emotion put into that, you know. Yeah, well, he's just. I mean, I and I, and and I will say this: it is to the fault of the showrunners. And I love Game of Thrones, but they fucked up with the Night King because he never really gets to be a bad guy. Right. He's just always in. The you shadow. know, like he's always in. Like, oh, oh, he's still he's still marching north. <laughs> he's doing it. Yay. Yeah, it's just like, well, why? Or like, how does he feel about this? Exactly. Or what about that? Or well, what if we showed you that you can't burn them? Yeah, that's not a character thing. No. It's just like a, you know, like, yeah. that's that I mean, him it was cool. su- surviving a fire blast. Yeah, like the coolest part. Cool. No, it's cool. And like he kind of like he gives a smirk. He gives a smirk after that. Why did he smile? I want to know. <laughs> Give me a reason why. Like he can smile. Yeah. So he has some type of personality. So he knows, like, yeah, bitch. Like, yeah. He should have just been like, yeah, bitch, I don't burn. Like, like, have him say that. It could have been completely out of character, but it would have been something. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Or, like, or they could have done a scene at some point over the last 70 hours of television where he fucking talks to his White Walkers in some language. Oh, well, they don't have a language. We'll make one up. No, they actually, they, like, the I thing about know. it, they, 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 they did, uh, they did make up a language. I think in the, like the first season, that since the first season, they had like a language that they were, they made for the show. Cause I don't know. I don't think they talk in the books at all, but the show I'm pretty sure made up a language yeah. for them. They were going to use it, but they cut it, which sucks. Cause it's like, come on, <laughs> that would have been cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. Like have them talk in some fucking weird language and oh my god you find out that it's the old language of the old gods and that they're speaking in this like ancient tongue right. you know from a thousand years ago and that no one's spoken that since you know the children of the forest but you know whatever it, you could have fucking done it please. yeah um so exactly. um actually it sounds pretty good just be saying that <laughs> but <laughs> Um, that would have been a good idea. Um, George R. Martin, I can still write this in the books. Yeah, exactly. No, he's not going to take my ideas. It's fine. Uh, but yeah, I think me and you just feel the same way in that Battle of Winterfell felt hollow in, yeah, well, for two reasons. Number one, they probably could have killed more characters. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. <laughs> I expected more people to die. I did. I just saw it. I mean, I mean Grey Worm had for, death written all over him. He made plans for after the battle with Masande. You don't do that. You just don't yeah. do that. That is a death note. Yeah. You are saying as a character, I am going to die in this battle because I said I'm going to do this yeah. after the battle. Grey Worm, I like Grey Worm as a character, but do you dead. You should be dead. <laughs> you should be dead. Oh, everyone said it. 
which I guess I'll give credit to the writers that they didn't kill yeah, him. I mean, sure. Um, but no, yeah, it was there for all the sh- think about how long they talked about the long night. And, they and then the, they really titled, what happened? Yeah, they titled the episode The Long Night. And then, like, yeah, I mean, like, okay, let's talk about the deaths. There are some deaths. And, like, um, I think there's some impactful deaths. Just I think Jorah dying, like, and, like, him, the way he died was fitting. And, you know, it was kind yeah. of emotional. But, like, it also was something that could have happened in any other season. Because he's been wanting to sure. die for Danny. Since pretty much season one, he's been willing and wanting to die for her forever, and he finally gets to do it. And that's yeah, that's emotional, and like that's cool that he finally gets to do it in the final season. But like, okay, it's it's emotional, but it, it's not as impactful as I think they maybe wanted it to be. Um, like mm-hmm. another cool death with like, Liana Mormont, like she has like probably the MVP death of the night because she goes out like a fucking badass. Taking out a fucking giant white. That was fucking awesome. And, like, it was, like, it was also, like, a a very Game of Thrones, like, kind of kill because, like, this is a a 12-year-old girl who's out fighting in the battle and, like, it's... First she gets slapped by the giant and then charges it and gets squished by it. That was fucking brutal. But it was also, like, it was also a very Game of Thrones thing to have her take out that giant white. And it was was a badass, like, a very, like, Mm -hmm. like, like, yeah type of death. And that was cool. Theon dying makes yeah. sense story wise, absolutely, and also like it's one of those characters that is still on the show that kind of doesn't have anywhere else to go, and the only way for him to go out yeah. is fighting for Brand in Winterfell. So absolutely, it's a death that they should have done. They did do, and it makes sense story wise because that character has gone through a shit ton, and it all comes back to Winterfell fighting for Brand. So good death, very good death. Yeah, well, and that but and that and that he it. died a courageous person. Exactly. He also, yeah, he finally didn't bitch out. He actually, you know, he and he knows he has no chance. <laughs> he finally of, didn't bitch out. He has no chance of of defeating the Night King. He knows this, but he does it anyway. That's a that's a good character death. But yeah. that's it. <laughs> that's all we got. I mean, Ed dies. Okay. Yeah. No. <laughs> Ed dies. Of course, Ed died. Cool. No <laughs> one fucking. Yeah. No one cared about that. Of course, he died. <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Gets and the Night King. And again, King, like no yeah. one cared that the Night. King. I mean, like I, not that I, no also, one cared, but I mean, come on. I will commend the show again. Like I, I had this thought. It's a very Game of Thrones, like kind of ending. Like, like oh, you thought we were gonna kill off all these people? We actually kill off the Night King. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! Like oh, you didn't see that coming? Like oh, yeah. sure. But we, mm-hmm. we know you have to kill off the Night King before you kill Cersei because yeah, like you said, that's the that's the emotion. <laughs> But yeah, so many people are yeah. alive. <laughs> like I love Podrick. Podrick could have died. Having see Brienne, like see after like oh the, oh totally see, seeing Bri- like Brienne see Podrick die after like training him and like getting him to this like in shape fight, but he gets overrun and like yes, that's emotional because we all love Podrick. Like having yeah. fucking Gendry die after getting laid with Arya. Come on, he's where's he where's he going? Yeah, are him and Arya gonna go off and make babies? I'll, or I'll something? tell you, I'll tell you where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> There's the best the best meme I've seen. It's like I forget which character it is. I think it's like the Night King or whatever. Like no one saw no one saw Arya coming, and it just has Gendry's <laughs> face, and it's just like I did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, that was my favorite one. That's good. That's uh, good. but yeah. 
mean, you know, I think, uh, which is why I almost feel like we're getting set up like, oh, you thought the long night was going to be the, the shit show. Right. Nope. No, that's and a like good point. Cersei's gonna fucking yes. kill half I, the cast. I hope that happens. I like. I hope that happens because that is just that also gives that that's in line with Cersei's character to be like, oh, you guys just had that big exhausting battle. Like, I hope that like she kills off like like half the fucking cast next episode. Like to just to have like that that turnaround of like, oh, you thought everyone's gonna die in the battle of Winterfell? No, actually, Cersei sent down a fucking army and is gonna take out half the exhausted fucking team yeah. that's left. That would be fucking great. <laughs> well, think I mean, because like I, because you know they showed like the preview for like the next episode, mm-hmm. and you can hear Nerys be like, "We just beat the Night King. Now we're gonna do the other fucking thing." I forget exactly what she says. <laughs> yeah. It's t- I'm tired. <laughs> and but she's like, you know, now we've got the next battle. Mm-hmm. And if I was one of the like warriors, I'd be like, can we just have like a day <laughs> or two or like we just kind of just process exactly. everything? Yeah, and, we just you know. like we fought a lot of dead people and like a lot of people of our people died and then they came back and we had to fight them too. It's a lot. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot just and it <laughs> smells like death. Exactly. Here. There's literally because I'm literally standing on a body right now because there's nowhere else to stand. Like they're they're everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Where's the cleanup crew here? Um. <laughs> so can we like not march a thousand miles to maybe die? Exactly. <laughs> but uh, she's like, no, we've got to wrap this thing up in four hours. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, fine. Um. <laughs> so, I I don't know. Uh, I I think, and if they do end up making Cersei kill all those people, good move. Uh, absolutely. If they don't, you fucked up. Yeah, I agree. Like, I take, I take, I would take everything I said back. If Cersei is the one that takes out the majority of these people, that is like, yes, like, okay, I shouldn't have doubted you, Game of Thrones. You did the right thing, because that would be so yeah. great. <laughs> It'd be so great. Yeah. And like, it's it well, like, and like, that's the thing that kind of like, I heard someone say this, and like, it made so much sense. And like, it's also in line with what we're saying, like Cersei taking out more people because this battle. Like it was a win technically, yes, took out the Night King, but at what cost? It cost you all. Well, the, yeah, it's completely the, depleted her force. Exactly, all the fucking the, the Targaryen forces. The Dothraki are gone. Most of the Unsullied are gone. Like you, you got maybe like one and a half dragon left, you know? Because who know fuck happened to Rhaegal? Yeah. Like he's <laughs> fucked up. Dragon. The Northern forces are fucked. Yeah, the Northern like this like 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 uh, Danny going to the like uh king's landing with her army when she, like instead of fighting the dead like before fighting the dead she wins no like no contest she she has yeah the the advantage 110 percent her going to king's landing now i know she's all battle ready and like ready to get her crown her uh, throne but like girl you just lost so many of your fucking yeah. fighting army like it and the is. ones who are alive are probably really tired. Exactly. Like, <laughs> and you still have a thousand miles to march to get there. Like, yeah. That is like, that's well, also oh, going to be very tired. We'll take my ships. Oh, cool. It's not like you have the entire Iron Fleet. Exactly. Like waiting there. No. Exactly. Knowing that you're going to show up. Exactly. So like, it's like the advantage is either like it's maybe a little bit even now because she still has people. She still has, you know, people left. She had a very big army. It's very depleted now, but it's either it's, it's somewhat if it's still even playing field now, or Cersei has like. Oh, I all think the Cersei advantage. has a thousand percent. 
advantage. No, she definitely if has for no other reason. Yeah. You have to get into the city. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you have to get into the city who where she already has again not just the gold company and not just the iron fleet. She's got the Lannister army there. Yeah. Yeah. You I mean she's going to use she's going to use the whole fucking thing. Yeah, and she's not. And coming... the Lannister army is like not a small thing. No, and she's not coming north. You're coming to her after fighting the yeah. battle with the dead. You are gonna be fucking exhausted. Yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, you have to come into my house. I'm waiting for you, and I have a huge army. Mm-hmm. Do it. <laughs> I invite you. <laughs> you know, like if I think she has a thousand percent of an advantage, That's true. she knows it, mm-hmm. and." You know, all they have is the goddamn dragons. I mean, exactly. yeah. that's it. Like I said, like she has like one and a half dragons. Those dragons are fucked now. Like they had a, yeah. they had a very exhausting battle too. So. Well, and at least one of those dragons is dead. Is going to die. Well, yeah. They would not tease the dragon killing machine mm-hmm. if they weren't going to use it. Yeah, they got that thing too. And I'm, <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and I mean, damn near took out Drogon. The opinion. I'm starting to think Bronn's going to kill one of the Lannisters. Uh, I don't know, man. It could happen. <laughs> it could happen. The only reason is they brought that shit up in episode one. Mm-hmm. And he's still... He's and still we marching. haven't heard a damn thing. Yeah. I think... And, he, I think... I'll say this. This just popped in my head. I think he at least takes the shot. And then maybe he hits one or maybe he hits somebody. He's taking out somebody. Either yeah. on, on purpose or on accident. Yeah, that. so I can, I can see that because like the more and more they haven't been addressing it, mm-hmm. I was like, this shit might happen. This shit might, it <laughs> might be one of those any episode tags where he takes that shot and it's like, oh shit, who did it hit? Or like where he just like shows up at the end. Yeah, because I was saying. like, yeah, oh, yeah. they're gonna have him come to Winterfell during the bat, you know, the long night. Yeah, he ain't there. No. <laughs> He either was smart and was like, I'm fucking staying back while this shit happens. <laughs> or, or he's going to arrive where he's just like, where are the people I need to kill? Oh, they're over there. They're very tired and they don't want to fight. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> you know, like, Time to get my fucking cat. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, I think I think episode four, because episode three was like, oh, it was a big win for the, for the good guys. And I think four is going to be like, sit down. Yeah. There's some shit. I I can I I feel like I feel it in my Game of Thrones bones. They they like I think they know that it was it was an important battle. It was a very epic battle. Like good on you production wise. It is nothing but like it is a feast for the eyes. But I think the heaviness and the emotion and the character stuff is coming now. We're about to yeah. It's about to come. <laughs> it's about to come for sure. Yeah, I'm excited. Very excited. Very excited. It was a good talk. We talked a lot. Um, yeah, we did. Talked a lot. This is covered a lot. This is like I. This is about as long as the Battle of Winterfell. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we covered a lot. We talk about the end game. We talk about the approaching end game for Game of Thrones, and we're gonna keep talking about Game of Thrones in these next three episodes. Can't can't wait. All right. Get get Alex on this. Oh, we gotta get Alex. We're gonna get Alex on here. We're gonna yeah, get yeah, either yeah. either before the finale or for the fin- after the finale. We'll get him on here. Be a special guest guest host. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. All right, Frank. You can go. You can go to bed now. It's late. All right. All right I will. I'm tired. I'll talk to you later. Talk to you later.
Bye. Bye.